Hello, and welcome to the Workplace Experience Podcast, proudly brought to you by Workplace Services Australia, your leading workplace strategy, change management, workplace culture, and workplace services partner. My name is Bly Williams. I'm a senior flexible working strategist and workplace culture audit expert at Workplace Services Australia. This is the 11th episode of the Workplace Experience Podcast. Today, we'll be discussing how to achieve the best results from your project manager on your workplace project. Every industry, no matter if it's residential, commercial buildings, industrial, workplace fit-outs, education, or healthcare, just to name a few, all have their individual tricks and traps for the project manager. It is essential that the project manager that you engage has experience in workplace. You're not building a block of apartments. On many projects, I see the designer, the client, and eventually the end user often being very dissatisfied about the final product that is delivered by the project management team. But to their defense, however, often the contract delivery model, the ongoing requests for cost cutting, scope creep, and shorter periods of time for the actual fit out reduces the quality and even the inclusions in the final workplace fit out. This is what I refer to as old school PM, where you have challenges around fixed price contracts or the DNC model with massive liquidated damages clauses that all contribute to a toxic culture and impacts the product that is delivered. Between the project manager and the client and subsequently other professionals, this toxicity can run through the entire team. So now let's talk about the new world of project management for your workplace project. Make sure your PM is engaged early. Include them and include a consultancy fee for their involvement in the review of the workplace documents around the design and identify if any cost savings could be found and where they could be extracted from, from traditional building trades and services such as plasterboards, electrical, mechanical, hydraulics and others that will have little or no impact on the functionality of the space if cost savings did need to be found. Their review should also examine buildability. Often there is a definite difference of what occurs in the final as-built documents versus the design package. And these are risks that should be reviewed and discussed at the forefront prior to the commencement of any work. Any other cost savings or design deviations or alternative options should also be discussed early. The strategist and change team should lead these discussions as they still need to be the focus point at this stage of the project to ensure that what is going to be delivered to the occupants meets the outcomes of the workplace strategy and subsequently the design brief. Remember, your workplace strategist and your change team will be the conduit between your project manager and your employees. Ensure your PM 
has workplace project management experience. I might sound like a broken record, but this experience will allow them to ensure the sequencing of trades are maintained, to ensure the project is kept on track in terms of both time and budget. It will also ensure individual subcontractors will deliver their work in a manner that contributes to the successful delivery of the required outcome. For example, audio-visual solutions in meeting rooms or collaborative spaces. Now let's look at the new project management delivery model, which appears to be becoming more attractive to clients. Either the design, bid and build model, or an integrated project delivery model, where base building, tenancy fit out, and FF&E are all delivered by one project management team. There is a few advantages in this model for the client. The robust due diligence that feeds into the design brief from the workplace strategy activities and also the change management challenges and support can be incorporated into both of these delivery models. This means the client does not need to raise separate business cases for the funding of these activities and also provides early participation of these two subject matter experts into the project, which from experience has always led to a better result for the client and their employees. The integrated project model also allows for a one-stop shop for any building defects, warranty claims and rectification and other maintenance matters once the project moves from its project status to business as usual. This means from a BAU perspective, it makes ongoing management of the workplace fit out to be easy. And no one can say, that's not us, that's them. This delivery model is popular with global organisations across a wide range of industries, commercial and industrial management funds, institutional property owners, and property development funds. To a lesser extent, the cost plus model has become quite popular on smaller projects. To ensure that all parties have their expectations set early in the project, preventing any toxicity to sour the relationship when cost cutting might take place and the project management team's profitability is affected as their margins are not equally applied across all activities in the project. I would also recommend that the FF&E procurement is managed by you or your workplace strategist or expert workplace change manager. This will ensure that the FF&E package is not compromised on its quality or functionality for the occupants to deliver an extra profit to the project management team. So on that note, Thank you for joining us for episode 11. Please see the show notes below, leave us your feedback or subscribe. The way it is today, Wednesday the 10th of March 2021. This has been the Workplace Experience Podcast, episode 11. I am Bly Williams and thanks for joining us. The Workplace Experience Podcast is proudly brought to you by Workplace Services Australia. Please visit us at www.wsagroup.com.au.